This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. The Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture, Natim Tetwa, published a number of name change for towns, cities and airports in the Eastern Cape. One of them being Port Elizabeth, which we spoke about to being changed to Kabeha. And according to um, the residents of Port Elizabeth, now Kabeha are actually not happy with the name changes, which is shocking. And they're even signing an online petition to reverse the name. Now, the mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay is also against the name change, arguing that names are not inclusive of the people um, of the metropolitan and it's not a Kosa word. But now I'm just like, is it the pronunciation that is a problem? Or are we more accepting to Western names than we are to African names? Um, no. Okay, so let me actually, before I answer that, I don't think it's a pronunciation thing. Um, I don't think it's also we are more accepting to Western names. You really weren't given a choice when we came to these Western names, number one, right? Because we know the history of um, colonizers coming in and taking our land, right? We were not given a choice then, but now we have a choice, but we're resisting change. I don't think it's because we're resisting change. I don't, and I don't think we were even given a choice, even in the Kabeha situation. And I'm saying that because a lot of people were coming out saying who did Natim Tetwa consult actually in making this decision right and it makes sense why so many other people um, actually more than 40,000 people have signed the petition um, calling for Mr. Tetwa to repeal the name of Port um, Elizabeth right and people are coming out actually saying that we as a community of Port Elizabeth aren't even represented in the Kabeha name you know our identity is not even reflected in this name so sorry Puti who did you get this name from, right? And before we even get into that, um, I just want to talk about the history of naming in South Africa. So mm-hmm. um, we know that when South Africa achieved democracy in 1994, many um, institutions and, and buildings and streets, you know, towns and cities, and even province names referenced early colonizers and apartheid era politicians um i mean we see this even in educational institutions where classes are named after prominent people in history right um, an example of this would be um cecil rhodes um who was an imperialist a businessman and politician in the essay in the 19th century and we know that his um statue actually was um called to be for uh, to be um ru- no, what, what do i say do i say dismantled should I say dismantled? Dismantled um, during the roads must fall, right? Um, And the responsibility really of the change fell under the South African Geographical Names Council. And this was between 1996 and 2010. And during that time, actually, they've just approved 150 changes to suburbs, residential areas and geographic places. And speaking about changes, actually, and I hear what you're saying. Yeah. uh, I mean, even like between the years... Like you said, between the years of ni- from 1948 up until early 90s, yes. 1990s or 1994 rather, we were under apartheid. And the education system even then was explicitly designed to justify white people domination. Exactly. So, and even in, two, was it 2018 actually, the Minister of Arts and Culture, Natim Teto, approved um, name change of Grahamstown to be changed to Makanda. Right. Right. Um, and for me, it's like, I'm thinking is that apartheid place names is a daily reminder of the slow progress, you know, the slow progress that we are in. And it speaks to the persistence of unequal power um, in relations to society. Yes. So I just feel like white people are still holding on to the privilege that they accumulated during that apartheid era. And that's why now name changes are being 
you know, that are being implemented. And the changing of names is actually guided by the South African Geographical Names Act of 1998. Yeah. So I don't think Natin just wakes up and say, look, no, <laughs> I'm going to change this name. Of course and, not. And actually the initial attempts of transformation of place names were based on three main things, right? Uh-huh. And um, the number one one is the number one being changing offensive place names and the second one being restoring the correct spelling of African place names that had been Africanized Africanized yeah yeah and um and the last one being changing place names that represented the his- the history rather and values of colonialism and apartheid to reflect the democratic dispensation. So it's all based on, you know, all these three main important things. So I don't understand why we are resisting this change, why we're resisting um, a South Africa that represents all of us. And that, that doesn't remind us of what happened in the past. I mean, everywhere we go, you know, we are just <laughs> falling into these names. And it's just like, it's just a reminder of what we went through as a country. And it's almost like we are not moving forward. There is no progress. And I think the name change really just, um, it's, it's, it's only trying to show us, look, it might not create a more equal society, but it displays some sort of visible change. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned Pitoris because um, <laughs> I was actually reading an article and they were talking about how the name change of from Pretoria to Tswane has been in conversation since like 2005, right? And since then, actually, it's just received objections from people who are saying, no ways, we are going to retain Pretoria <laughs> and it's Afrikaans identity. So the Africans people are saying there's no way we're going to change it to Tswane. How dare we? You know? Um, but with the Gawecha name, I think it makes sense why most people wouldn't want to change because Gawecha is a small town, mm. right? And if you're going to name the entire city after a small town, you're going to confuse people who are tourists, for instance, and are going to come to the place. We were talking just the other day about MTN being changed to Vodacom. Don't do that to us, you know? Okay, that's a different no, story but, but, though. But, but it's, 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 it's somewhere there. It's somewhere along those lines, you know? Because it's, it's really going to confuse people. And um, a lot of people were also saying that it's going to have a devastating effect on the economy of the city, um, especially in the um, in the tourism industry, and it's actually a big mistake. Sure, I I don't know what we want because I mean, even now with people in general, our names, people have English names and Tswana names or English name and Sepedi name, and often we find that actually growing up, a lot of people preferred using their English names. I think it's only now that people are starting to embrace their cultural names. But it's because they didn't have a choice. They only embraced those English names because it allowed you to get to have a job, for instance. It allowed you to be recognized more you, and in other areas. You I'll know? tell you why. Number one reason, I think, is because to accommodate white people is because of course, this, that person cannot pronounce a huitzione. So let me make it easier for them and give them my English name. You understand what one, I'm saying? Yes, definitely that one. But I also think on, on a bigger scale, it was you, as you said, trying to accommodate white people because it's their system, right? You are working within their system. So it's also to try and get these jobs and to be accepted within. So I don't think, I think it's an unfair question to say, um, are we more accepting to Western names when we are not even being given a choice? There's, there's absolutely no ways when you're saying, are we more accepting? But I think now we are being given a choice. Now I feel like we are in charge. There are a lot of black people that own companies, so it's not just white people that are so hiring us. So now we are not accepting. So then my answer to this in 2021 would be a no. I don't think we are more accepting to Western names. Definitely not in 2021, no. 
I don't think so. You don't think we are more accepting to Western names now than in 2021? No, I don't think so. I mean, even when they baptize you these days, um, I mean, there are certain churches, of course, that expect you to have an English name, Yabo John, Peter, and the likes, right? But I do think that in most churches now, they are more open to you having um, an African name that is aligned with your language, with your culture. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vets. By Voice of Vets. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. Or stream by www.vafm.co.za